Oh, g'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Tuesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB, starring Mark Yardley. Uh, in a sillier package. Is it all one sentence? I am Glenn ZB, and this morning, uh, this uh, smoke free business. Uh, will, the, will the government really ever fully commit? Uh, we'll get into that shortly. Uh, there's an app uh, to uh, measure how good a driver you are. TVNZ are still doing electoral polls, even though the next election is about three years away. And uh, we've got some burger bonding uh, to look into as well. But first up, uh, yes, the uh, the Musk attack findings. Uh, what do we what do we get out of all this, really? When I chose to leave full-time radio a year after the Christchurch earthquakes, I never imagined I would be back on air as a hometown terror attack horrifically unfolded. But as it was, I was filling in on the drive show on that fateful March 15 day. And when I reflect on that afternoon, I tell you what I remember, the numbness, how I had to just park up and bottle my state of shock, my revulsion, my immense distress as sirens screamed so loud all over the city. I had a job to do, break the news, share the story, warts and all. I had family all over the city, paralysed by fear and in forced lockdown, like at the Christchurch Courthouse, where initially that afternoon it was feared a major bomb had been laid. So today we hear from the Royal Commission and it's a sure bet a plethora of agencies will be on the mat. I think Customs could be there too for not noticing his peculiar travels, the police over their alleged mishandling of his gun licence application and the failure of our spooks to detect or act on his brand of violent extremist tendencies. Post 9-11, the proliferation of radical Islamic terrorism warranted enormous scrutiny, and still does. But our security services must not soft-pedal on other twisted ideologies, including violent white supremacism. The likes of Philip Arps, an unrepentant hate-mongerer, can no longer be considered just a wayward, harmless rooster. The net must be cast wide. But similarly, in the great rush to respond and act on the Royal Commission's findings, let's not lose our heads or sacrifice our principles in the great stampede to be seen to be doing something. Exhibit A, free speech. Let's not conflate edgy, sharp or obnoxious opinions with hateful abuse that incites violence. Widening the definition of hate speech and codifying such speech as a hate crime is a recipe for overreach. The Crimes Act is already well equipped to deal to the freaks and the fire breathers who foment or threaten violence. But we gear up for a period of national reflection and self-flagellation this afternoon. I tell you what, one fundamental truth stands out. March 15 was not a case of homegrown terror. Brenton Tarrant wasn't one of us. We were all invaded that day as he tried to rip our society apart. And he failed. Al-Salam alaykum. Yes, of course, yeah, Yardley was right in the middle of all that. Right in the midst of it. Far out. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, you have to have inquiries and things, don't you, when stuff like this happens, but I don't know if anything actually gets fixed, per se. Now, that would be nice to think that it did. Um, like, uh, it's, it's like, why don't we just ban smoking? 
if we want if we really want people to stop smoking or do we really want to you can see why Jenny Celesa was given the flick as Associate Health Minister for Aisha Viral, she simply wasn't up to snuff. Now, part of her portfolio was to oversee the mission of driving New Zealand to being smoke-free in 2025. In May 2018, Celesa said she was developing a new action plan, right? And then 10 months later, she advised Cabinet it would be locked and loaded by October 2019. However, 14 months on from that deadline, there is still no plan, not even a draft. I see that Aisha Verrill, the new minister, says she's not quite sure why her predecessor never managed to get there. The problem the government faces is that this 2025 goal is running out of puff. Despite the stonking hikes to tobacco excise, the smoking rate is only ebbing down by a trickle year on year. 13% of Kiwis are still on the smokes, and based on the current trajectory, non-Māori won't be smoke-free until 2038. Māori will still be smoking until 2061. The 2025 target is in tatters. So now the government is promising a bold new action plan uh, to accelerate progress, and Aisha Viral reckons it will be out early next year. Look, I don't want to sound like a nauseating reformed smoker, but there is a clear alternative that is far less hazardous to your health and your wallet, vaping. You can still get your nicotine hit, but you won't be ingesting the tar and that cocktail of toxins cigarettes contain. It's an easy switch to vaping. No excuses. I would actually be open-minded now to Parliament removing the legal sale of tobacco from New Zealand, given the compelling alternative that vaping provides. But my growing suspicion is that this government may talk a big game on public health and going smoke-free, but they secretly covet the money a little bit too much. They can't tear themselves away from it. Last year, they raked in $2.1 billion in tobacco excise and GST alone. Now, maybe they were hoping legalising dope and they would get a replacement income stream but New Zealand had better ideas and said no to that. So what is the government to do to address this future $2.1 billion shortfall? Maybe vapors will be in the firing line with a missed emission tax. Yeah, I don't think I'm peeling back the curtain too far to tell you that uh, often... Because I, I, don't, I don't know if you're aware, but uh, Mike's in Christchurch, I'm in Auckland while we do this show. And that's fine, and we look at each other, and we've got a video link uh, so we can stare lovingly into each other's eyes. I can't see Mike's eyes sometimes because there's all this vape smoke in the air, so that's that's unusual. Uh, Mind you, he probably thinks my driving's weird. All the ins and the outs, it's The Biz on the Mike Hosking Breakfast on Newstalk ZB. So are you ready for your insurance company to judge your driving skills? Research from Tau shows 9 out of 10 Kiwis think they drive better than the average Joe, plus less than 1% think their driving is shabby, a whopping 96% of us uh, think it's others who need to improve. Of course, men are more likely to rate their driving skills than women, and those aged 21 to 30 and the 61 to 70-year-olds are also... Um, uh, they've got a very high opinion of their skills behind the wheel. So, Tower is launching a new app. It's called Go Karma, 
And this is going to monitor driving habits in areas like acceleration and braking and cornering and driver distraction, including phone use. The app will give you a score out of 100. And if um, you score 70 plus, 80 plus, 90 plus, you will earn discounts off your excess, you know, $100, $200, $300 respectively. So there's a very big incentive there. I just hope you're not checking the Go Karma app on your phone while you're driving to see how you're going. I think that could end in tears. What if you score like below 10, like I probably would? Do you just get your car taken off you? They just come around and go, yeah, you can't have it anymore. Correct, you're on the bus. In fact, um, yeah, I think there'd be instant fines, possibly jail sentences. Um, I think it'd be so far less that I'd probably be in the negatives, not just less than 10. Um, yeah, I'd have to be doing some kind of reparation because of how bad my driving is. Uh, we're going to finish up here. Uh, oh, no, we're not. It's not burger time quite yet. I'm just anxious to get to the burgers uh, because we had this mysterious poll up here on One News last night in the... In, First. Was it just me, or did you feel like you had been transported to a parallel universe when Jessica Much Mackay burst onto the screen, leading the news with the latest One News Colmar Brunton poll, as if we were all on the edge of our seats? And Jessica enlightened us that based on this latest breaking poll, Labour scores 67 seats and could govern alone. Now, I'm a simple person, but I thought we had just had an election. Oh, I'm, so glad, I'm so glad you said that because I'm also <laughs> a simple person and I was also thinking, hang on, are we having another one of these? <laughs> Unbelievable, wasn't it? It just felt so unnecessary, quite indulgent. And I thought it was quite interesting that we've heard all year that TVNZ is skint, yet right on the doorstep of Christmas, they could commission a completely uncalled for, unnecessary um, Colmar Brunton poll. The only thing is perhaps... This straggler of a poll was part of a bulk deal. I mean, it's not the the first time um, I feel like I've been transported into a parallel dimension while watching One News. That's, that's certainly that's the main reason I watch it, for that sensation. Um, we're going to finish up, like I said, a bit very anxious to get to uh, Burger Fuel. I mean, I mean that literally. I, I literally want to get there as fast as I can. Burger Fuel, if you are... Uh Thinking of going to a burger fuel. I am usually, yes, carry on. On your way home from work this morning, Glenn. On my way home, on my way to, <laughs> while I'm here. All 57 stores across the land are not open this morning. They no. won't be open until four o'clock. They're having a training day. This sounds like the teachers, doesn't it? So they're, they're all there, all the staff are there, but they just won't give you a burger. So that they're, pa- they're cooking each other's burgers, are they? Well, I don't know what they're doing, but apparently they're involving themselves in a mass display of appreciation and team bonding. Oh, that sounds horrendous. <laughs> I've got a shameful confession. I have never sampled a burger from Burger Fuel. Oh, I thought you were going to say you've never sampled team bonding, and I was going to be very jealous about that because I have, and I'm not a fan. Um, you've never had a Burger Fuel burger? I actually no. find the, the veggie burgers better than the Burger burger Burgers. Right. I, that's not to be confused with Burger Burger, which is a different place, of course. This all get very well, confusing. Well, I get very confused, actually, by all of these names, because I was thinking, recently I've had Burgers and Bears, Bears and Burgers, Burger Boys, Burger Girls, Burger King, Burger Queen, and Bacon Burger. I don't know what... I can't actually recall what Bacon Burger was like, but I suspect it, you know, had a bit of porky pig in the buns.
I'm Strange so hungry name, now. So hungry. <laughs> four o'clock, Glenn. Four o'clock, they'll be back after their team bonding. Big day of bonding. Uh, to be honest, I don't think I've ever had burger fuel for any other meal other than dinner, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. Um, well, remember when there was the Coomera shortage and they didn't do the Coomera chips? Bit of controversy in the studio today because our executive producer, Michael, uh, we just call everybody Michael, Michael around here, it makes it easier. Um, he claimed he didn't like Coomera chips, which is a ridiculous thing to say. I don't know why he would say a thing like that. It's just crazy talk. But, um, yes, I do, why do they do the bonding? Why, why do businesses, do, do, do they have customers coming in saying, yeah, it just felt like you weren't bonded enough? really don't think that happens. I'm Glenn ZB. Um, that was the rewrap. Um, I'm going to go off and bond with myself. I'll get my burger somewhere else, and I'll see you back here again tomorrow for more.